Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Let's talk about what would happen if you had poor sleep for 14 days. I'm talking about like less than six hours and you had crappy sleep. Now, I do want to say some people can get away with less sleep, but the majority of us need at least seven to eight hours. So what actually happens over time if you're sleep deprived? Well, I think this might shock you because what you have to realize, every single cell in your body is connected to this internal clock that controls your circadian rhythms. So let's go through this. First of all, you're going to be tired, right? You're going to have chronic fatigue. You're not going to have the energy. Then your cognitive function will definitely suffer. Uh, your memory is not going to be that great. You're going to lose creativity, imagination, coming up with good ideas. I know with myself, I need a really good night's sleep to constantly come up with these wonderful videos that I'm doing for you. And then you have focus and concentration are going to be off. So you'll have brain fog. Your mood will suffer. Okay, you're going to have more anxiety, more depression, more irritability. You're going to have more overall stress. In other words, you're not going to be a happy camper. All right, your heart is greatly influenced by your sleep. The risk for getting a heart attack goes up. The risk of getting a stroke goes up. People tend to have more high blood pressure when they're not sleeping. So if you think about it, the heart has to constantly pump 24-7. It doesn't have a chance to sleep unless when you're sleeping, it can rest a little bit. But when you're going through the day and you're exercising or going through stress, that is uh, more strain in the heart. So at the very least, it needs a good night rest to recoup and recover. Your hormones, the endocrine system is greatly influenced by your sleep cycles. Testosterone, libido is negatively affected by poor sleep. Infertility is another issue if you have poor sleep. If you don't sleep that well, your inflammation goes up. You might have more pain. You get worsened blood sugars, okay? Because the cortisol that increases when you're not sleeping, the stress hormone, um, is a glucocorticoid. So your body starts making more sugar even when you're not eating it. So you start to have worsened blood sugars. That's going to lead to more weight gain. The people don't realize that the majority of fat that you, they burn is at night when they're sleeping, okay? If you're not sleeping, guess what? You're not going to lose weight and you could potentially gain weight. Your immune system is highly influenced by the quality of sleep. People that don't sleep are more susceptible to getting infections because they have a weakened immune system. But other than these minor complications, it probably is not going to affect you that bad. Now, let's talk about what can you do if you have poor sleep. Well, there's a lot of different factors, and I'm going to cover all of them in this video. You do need this thing called oxygen when you sleep, okay? Now, if you have sleep apnea, that is a problem with insulin resistance. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to put a link down below of how to fix insulin resistance. 
There are several plants that produce a lot of oxygen that can help you sleep and give you more oxygen. One is pothos, which I think is called devil's ivy, and the other is peace lily. You can keep these in your room and they'll produce more oxygen for you so you can sleep better. This is one reason why people tend to sleep better with the window open. But oxygen is very important, especially when you're sleeping. Now, is light important when you're sleeping? Well, you want no lights when you're sleeping. And unfortunately, um, we have lights 24-7. And if you live in the city, you have more lights. And people don't go to bed when it gets dark out at night. In fact, a lot of times they'll go to bed at midnight. If you think about what is midnight, it's the middle of the night. It's not the beginning of the night. It's the middle of the night. So it's very important not to wait till midnight. I know with myself, if I go past midnight, then I have to literally wait like 90 minutes before I can get, get into a deep sleep because of the circadian waves. I go to bed between 9.30 and sometimes 10.30 at the very latest. But light is a very huge factor, okay? Especially blue light. Now, a lot of the lights in your house have blue light in them, as well as uh, your computer screens, your cell phone, and that blue light inhibits melatonin. Now, red light or infrared light increases melatonin. So if you are using incandescent lights in your house, that's a very, very good thing because that will give off a lot of infrared. Or your fireplace will give off infrared. Candles are infrared. A fire and a campfire will give off infrared, which is all really good to build up melatonin, which can then help you sleep at night. What's interesting about melatonin is that it doesn't necessarily cause sleepiness, but it is involved in the circadian rhythms and you need enough of it to be able to get into this, this sleep cycle. But apparently when people take it during the day, they usually don't get tired. Uh, however, there are exceptions including myself. If I took melatonin, I would probably want to take a nap. So blue light inhibits melatonin and messes up your sleep. And red light or infrared enhances your sleep because it increases melatonin. I personally wear a little mask when I go to bed because I don't want to have any light. And I really make sure that my room is dark right before bed um, because the less that you're going to be tired and be able to drift off into that wonderful sleep that you need. Now, what about temperature? That's very important as well. You want your room to be on the cooler side between 64 and 68 degrees Fahrenheit, okay? You can do the conversions for Celsius. But the point is that your body tends to sleep better when it's cooler versus when the room is hot. I remember in college, uh, my air conditioner broke down and it was in the middle of summer and I did not sleep one minute. It was literally torture because it was so hot outside and in my little tiny apartment, which was in an attic, by the way. All right, what about liquids? Should you drink right before bed? Well, not if you have a problem urinating, okay, through the night. I recommend try to get most of your water um, right around dinner time and not past that, and that way you can avoid getting up through the night. If you have a problem getting up through the night, like some people do, uh, there's a great solution for that. It's fixing your insulin resistance, I will put that link down below. But if you're getting up 10 times a night, uh, that's gonna mess up your sleep. All right, what about if you have pain or inflammation like in your back and you're trying to sleep? Um, well, the solution for that is usually vitamin D3. And you wanna take about 10,000 international units uh, before bed. And that should usually 
handle any type of lower back pain that's occurring. And vitamin D in general for most people before bed will help them sleep. Now I will say there are certain people that it doesn't work on, so you might wanna test it out. Now, what about noise? Well, I wear earplugs, okay? Because I am a light sleeper. Probably this stemmed from being in basic training and being rudely awakened at four o'clock in the morning for th three months. But noise is a big factor. Some people can't wear earplugs. I can, and it seems to work. What about um, thinking and solving problems? Uh, what do you do about that? Well, uh, a really good solution would be to take vitamin B1. That helps to turn that off, and that can help you drift off into a better sleep. Now, one thing that I do, which actually helps me too, is I'm, I'm constantly involved with many different projects, and I have to-do lists, and I found it's very, very important, especially before bed, to write all these things down on a piece of paper that I have to do the next day. But I kind of work it like this. I don't have this massive list that I have to get done every single day. I will put maybe, I don't know, three or four or five important things on that to-do list that I must do. And I'll have a lot of other things that if I have time, I will get to. But that way I take a win, I actually get things done, and I'm not constantly feeling like I'm always behind or having all these unfinished projects to do. What about cramps in your feet? Okay, that's usually a magnesium deficiency. It could also be a potassium deficiency. And if you get cramps, chances are you need to look at your eating and finding out what you're not eating that you should be eating. All right, heart rate. Okay, if you have a higher pulse rate, that is going to affect your sleep greatly. Okay, that usually is a potassium deficiency. So you need to consume foods high in potassium, which are usually vegetables in larger quantities. I have a very big salad every single day, and uh, it's between seven to 10 cups. That usually will handle your potassium deficiency. You could also do a potassium supplement. I'll put a link down below if you want more information on that. There is another cause of high pulse rate, and that is your pH is too acid. I'll give you an example. Let's say in the evening, you drink kombucha tea, which is very, very acidic, okay? And you drink the whole bottle. You may find that your pulse rate starts going higher, okay? That happened with me. So just drink less, okay? So what about stress? Can that potentially affect your sleep? Uh, yeah, I think so. So there's many things you could do for stress. And of course, exercise is at the top of the list. But I also wanna mention that physical work, okay, that is getting something done is a little bit better than exercise because it doesn't give you a chance to focus in on these problems that are in your mind. You kind of, you're working on something outside your mind. And with exercise, it's more planned and you have more of a chance to think about your problems. But there are many things to reduce stress. Ashwagandha is a good supplement, lemon balm tea, vitamin B1. You can get that in the form of nutritional yeast. All right, what about digestion? Is that important? Uh, yeah, uh, I recently did a video on drinking some kefir before bed. Now, if you're on the ketogenic plan, maybe you have that right after dinner. Kefir has a combination of not just bacteria, but yeast, friendly yeast as well. And so when you take that, it's going to help your gut and you're gonna make more neurotransmitters, L-tryptophan, serotonin, which turns into melatonin. So kefir is a very 
good thing to take in the evening to help your digestive system. But if your digestion is off, man, that can really affect your sleep big time, especially if you, let's say you ate too late and you ate way too much. Good luck with sleeping. All right, I already talked a little bit about melatonin. There's a lot more to talk about that, but one good way to get melatonin naturally is to be out in the sun. The sun rays gives out various uh, wavelengths, okay? And infrared is one of them, and that increases melatonin. So if you're out in the sun, and I'm not, I'm not talking about being burnt in the sun, I'm talking about before you get burnt, okay? Just getting sun exposure. But even if you actually wear a hat and uh, sunglasses and your clothes, you're still getting infrared. It can penetrate the skin. It's fascinating. And you will sleep better if you have this reserve of melatonin. Stimulants like caffeine, right? If you drink too much coffee or you're consuming too much tea or even chocolate, all have stimulants. And this is why I only have like one small cup of coffee per day. Because if I have more, I find that my sleep is not that great because of my liver. My, I've done a lot of damage to my liver over the years and it's, it's not 100%. And so if I have too much coffee, the, my liver cannot detoxify it as much. And that also goes with alcohol. It might seem like it can help you sleep, but it actually does not help you get a rejuvenating sleep. All right, and then what about blood sugars? Well, if your blood sugars are too high or too low, that can affect your sleep. I wanna mention, if you're on the ketogenic plan, your blood sugars will start going lower and lower and lower. It's not a problem that you're gonna have symptoms. So I'm talking about a person that has low blood sugars and they have various symptoms, negative symptoms, okay? That can affect their sleep cycle. 